This is Wednesday, May 4th. Can you imagine that God might ever come to you for advice? God knows all things. He also has all power. Why would God seek out a human being to discuss his actions with? But this is exactly what the Lord does. Here's our text for today. Genesis chapter 18, verse 17 to 21. The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Seeing that Abraham surely will, shall become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have chosen him that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. Now here's the backstory of what had what happened. First, God knew how desperate matters had become in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. These were places of deep wickedness. Evil thrived there. I think we have a difficult time today thinking that an entire city might become so evil, but this is exactly what happened. Before executing judgment on those cities, however, the Lord says that he cannot hide his decision from Abraham. Why is this? Well, we remember that God appointed Abraham to be a priest to the world. Yes, God made him a representative for mankind. And because of Abraham's unique calling, the Lord approached him about this matter. The Lord explained to Abraham that he would conduct a personal investigation. And here is what happened next. So the men turned from there and went toward Sodom, but Abraham stood still before the Lord. Then Abraham drew near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous people within the city. Will you then sweep away that place and not spare it for the fifty righteous who are in it? Far be it for you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death and the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom fifty righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. That's Genesis 18, verse 22 to 26. Now, it sounds as if God expected Abraham to argue the case for these cities. And indeed, Abraham stands before God and asks God for mercy for them. I wonder if we feel this is our calling. Do we plead with God for the future of the city in which we live? Do we understand our calling as priests before the Lord on behalf of our neighbors? In the New Testament, we, the people of God, are called a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a people belonging to God. Perhaps you've seen people that claim to be Christians calling down judgment, the judgment of God on others. 
But here we see Abraham doing exactly the opposite. Notice that Abraham discusses these cities using God's own character. He asks the question, Won't the judge of all the earth himself do righteousness? Now, of course he will. Abraham knows the answer to this question. And as we read what Abraham does here, do we not see our calling to plead the character of God before the face of God? We find ourselves crying out to God for mercy for the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia, for the ending of war and the gift of peace between peoples. Now look more deeply at the plea of Abraham. Lord, will you spare the city for the sake of fifty righteous people? And again, we, we might ask the question, can a handful of people save a city? Can a few righteous people change a city? Think of the power of leaven in a lump of dough. How worked through the dough, it can come to affect the whole lump. This is the way the righteous are meant to bring life to a city. And this is why Jesus calls his followers the salt of the earth. It takes only a little salt to add flavor and to protect food from spoiling. As we study great cities today, we have learned that having about 10% of the people walking with God and bringing the life of the gospel into a city is something of a tipping point. Institutions begin to change. Relationships across the city are affected. You see, there's power to just a small number of believers. I'd like to look at the end of this scene between Abraham and the Lord before we finish today. Of course, the Lord says he will spare the city for the sake of 50 people. But there are not 50 righteous people in the city. And so Abraham continued to speak with God, lowering the number time after time, all the way down to 10. 10 people. If there are 10 righteous people, will the city be spared? What I believe is that Abraham stopped short. The question he should have ended with would be, would you spare the city for the sake of one righteous person? And of course the Lord would have said yes. How do we know this? Well, this is the gospel. The God, God has spared our world for the sake of one righteous person, his only son, Jesus. For the sake of one righteous person in the human city, God has extended his mercy to the whole world. And as we go into the day, let's remember our calling and our mission to pray for the peace and the salvation of the city. Would you pray with me? Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, your justice fills the heavens and your mercy extends to the earth. Pour out your grace into our world. Thank you for that one righteous man, Jesus, your Son and our Savior, who for our sakes came to the human city that we might know your grace and live in your steadfast love. Thank you that your mercy triumphs over judgment. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.